Hello everyone, welcome to the AEW NJPW Forbidden Door Recap. Uh, this is our first time using uh, Spotify Green Room, Spotify Live to record a show, and I'm very excited about that. Of course, I'm the microphone messiah, Philip Antoine. Uh, I'm waiting for Brandon and, and Brian to get in here so we can really get this thing going. Mr. Cook, how are you? Oh, unmute. Okay, there we go. Oh, I'm fantastic. There he is. Brian Tronic is in here. <laughs> Brian Tronic, Chronic. That's right. Tronic, Chronic, the real Brian Tronic, Chronic, the only 500 time bully cast heavyweight. Champion. Oh, 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 really? <laughs> oh, really? The wow. only 500 time. <laughs> okay. Well, we're waiting on. Hey, uh, what what's going on? We're waiting on Brandon Tanguma to show up. Here we go. Right. Invite to speak. There we go. Brandon Tanguma's here, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Here he is. Unmute yourself, buddy. Oh, hi, everybody. Wow, let's, there we go. Oh, my let's, God. Let's go. This blasted technology. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, all right? <laughs> there we go. Oh, man, Brandon's here. He can officially give us the rundown so we could uh, recap AEW, NJPW, Forbidden Door. The Brand- band is back together. The band is back together. The three-man band. Let's do it. Brandon, officially kick off the Forbidden Green Room. So, of course, you know, we have to start with the pre-show because we talk <laughs> about everything here at the Bullet Cast. And so, yeah, raise your hand if you actually watch the pre-show. Hands hands are high in the air for people who actually watched it, because I did not. Well, you're you're not the only one, Philip. But we're gonna so cover anyway, goddammit. So we got the first show, the first match. We got uh, Bishaham. I think that's how you pronounce it. Definitely didn't butcher that. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeating the Factor, which is Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. This one went eight fifty five. Good for them. Nobody got hurt. That's all we can ask for. Then Lance Archer beats Nick Camarado. I watched like five seconds of this match while inside Wingstop waiting for my wings because it, it wouldn't be Wingstop if it didn't take <laughs> unnecessarily long. What uh, what flavor of wing? That's the really the important question. Or flavor? Uh, well, you know, well, we got a medley, so you know you got to get the lemon pepper. For, and then some garlic parmesan, and then we spice it up a bit with some Cajun. I think that's what they call it. And then some like hot barbecue mix gimmick that they got going. Oh, on. really? Uh, does that does that is that Philip approved? I mean, I, I've never I've never been a garlic parmesan. I've I've done the I've done the lemon pepper. You know, Wingstop own a lemon pepper aroma. Shout out to uh, Ro- Ricky Rose. Oh, oh yes, yes. I've I've gone down the atomic path. I've I've been bold enough to do that, but you know you know what you know what's my flavor. You know uh, you, you take Korean. Brian, barbecue. take a guess. What's my flavor? Take a guess. Lemon pepper stamper. No mango habanero. Oh. oh. If oh. I go to a place and they don't have mango habanero or even an Asian zing as a flavor, I don't want to eat there. You gotta get. You just you walk just, out. You just stand up and walk out of the. Absolutely, afternoon. I've done. You this. like them. You 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 like them zing tings, man. I like them zing things. Yes, ladies, yes, hit, my, hit my line. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Back to back to the wrestling talk, though. Well, the well, not the main event because there was four pre-show matches. After everyone complaining of why is there only one pre-show match in WWE's case, no pre-show matches. We got Swerve in our glory which is Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeating Suzuki and El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I did not watch a lick of this match, but I did see the spot. What was his name? Well, which one? Yoshu what? Yoshinobu Kanemaru. This is why I keep Brandon around for moments like this. And this this is why I'm leading the New Japan. Even though I'm not really the New Japan guy anymore, I still be hitting all them Japanese names. Right on, right on. You the man, you the man. Anyways, as I was saying, Swerve Strickland hit Despy with some like stomp on the outside when Despy's feet were hanging on the ropes and he's hanging on the outside. Look, look nasty. Did any, anybody see that spot or anything of anything I in saw, the show? I saw the clip of it. Um, and it looked pretty Brian, great. great microphone skills. Great microphone. Hey, well, can you really? Can you hear me? There we go. Wait, is it? Sound like you were. Sound like sound like you were twenty feet away. 
Oh, really? You were in another green room. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> you can hear me, though, right? Everything is good? Uh-oh. No, yeah, we. I, I can hear you, bro. You're good. Okay. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, good. Yeah. Is Brian talking? Brian is oh, talking. <laughs> what? Brandon, Brandon, Stop no. playing, bro. Stop playing on the green room. Stop doing that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh. oh my yeah. Oh, back back to what Bra- we were talking. I don't think Brandon's playing. <laughs> bro, Brandon, are you playing? Are are you messing around? What are you talking? What about? do you mean? What am I talking about? In the main event of the pre-show, we had the Gun Club and Max Caster with Anthony Bones in the corner taking on the LA Dojo in an eight-man tag team match. The uh, De- uh, Danhausen had a special little treat for the Ass Boys having their own Titan Tron and uh, new Ass Boy theme song. So the Ass Boys did not take kindly to that. So they just ran away, never came back. So it was a two-on-four match, and Billy and uh, Daddy Ass. And Max Castor were able to take care of business two yo, on four. Yo. The dub ski in five minutes, 35 seconds. Daddy ass. I, I, know, I know that's the gimmick now, but it's it, it gets me. How was the rap by Max Castor? Uh, it was an okay rap. Uh, what did he he named what he talked about putting more people on the injured list. He that's pretty much the big one I remember. I don't really remember what his other little I'm gonna I'm gonna were. need a whole like a whole just diss track. By Max Caster, like I'm just, I need a, I need a whole album of him just going off on different people. I'm gonna need that. AEW, Righteous Reg, whoever's listening, get to work on that. I'm gonna need that ASAP. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So, sign of the night goes to the person who had the Get Well Soon card and had like just 50 people's names written on it. Hilarious. Not hilarious that everyone's hurt, but good sign. Good sign. It was a nod to the injuries. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, wow, Philip! Thanks for playing into my my commentary on the podcast. You're, but anyway, by the way, Brad, I could hear you the whole time if you didn't know. Oh, In, okay, okay, cool. okay. Yes, we're all good now. So we have the main show, the pay per view proper. Brian, I saw on the Twitter machine you were having some issues with the Bleacher Report app. Finally, I didn't have any issues with it. But Brian, what was your experience? I know I, it's been hit or miss with me. Usually, I do just a regular pay per view, but this time I took the leap. Did the app, and besides some buffering issues that I just jumped in, jumped in for like five seconds, I was fine, but it seemed like you had some issues, Brian. Man, I paid for the entire event 30 minutes prior to the buy-in, and when the when the show started, I couldn't watch it. It, it, it said I needed to pay for it again, and so I, I was on the phone with Bleach Report for almost two hours, and well, like probably like an hour, hour and a half, maybe hour 45 minutes. It was horrible. I couldn't watch. I missed like the whole, like I didn't chime into the show until the end of the All Atlantic Championship match. That's terrible. That's terrible. Just asking, what was what was going to be your uh, way of watching? Was it via computer? Was it on a certain app? Well, it was on Apple TV. What I but I usually will I order the event on the Bleacher Report website because I'm always at my desk, right? So I'm like, okay, let me just. Which and I did that. I ordered it on the computer, and then I I couldn't even watch it on the computer. It was tough. It was it was pretty bad. Hopefully, one of these days, AEW can just launch their own network or team up with HBO Max, and we get this all figured out. Because I only use VR just for the the pay per views, and yeah, as, we, I, as we've seen, it's not if, the, the best experience. If, the if we had to pick a streaming service for them to go to for for pay per views and things like that. Premium live events, whatever we're calling them now. Uh, where where should they go? Is HBO Max the is that is that the top choice? Peacock. No. Yeah, make, it, make it Peacock. No, they, can't, the they can't have the cock. Could you imagine Daddy Ass on the cock? Oh wait. Oh. Oh wait. Hey. Hey. Hey now. Oh man. Um. So HBO Max, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. Sure. Brandon, is that it? I mean, they already got the built-in agreement. I mean, when HBO Max first launched, they were plugging the hell out of it. Old uh, Ted Tur- Teddy Turner. Well, I know he's not there anymore, but the old Turner Network. You know, it's a it's a match made in heaven. Unless they 
bugger off to like Paramount, whatever it's called now, formerly Spike TV, and they go to Paramount Plus, which nobody has. I I, I had Paramount Plus for for six days. I canceled it the seventh, so I didn't have to pay. Mm. Mm. Uh, we do, you know we definitely don't password share around here, right, Philip? No, absolutely uh, not. Absolutely we, not. We, That's uh... definitely not the way you watch the pay per view. But no, no, um, no, no. I, I do have you know I got some connections to Paramount Plus. Watch the South Park movies. Great South Park movies, and that's really I the love only Paramount thing I've watched. Plus. It's the only thing I've watched on that thing. I watch uh, all the Nickelodeon throwbacks: Cat Dog, Rugrats, Cat Dog, Huna, Home with a Little Cat Dog, Cat Dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 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 a huge cat dog guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, back to the sports entertainment or wrestling that happened tonight. Shout out my cat dog Funko Pop. But yes, let's get into the pay per view proper. The normally we don't talk about the commentators, but the core commentators were Taz, Excalibur, and my pick seemingly every year for the Casties' best commentator in wrestling, Kevin Kelly. They were the core three, but we had some people jump in and out. Uh, Caprice Coleman showed up for the ROH match. We had Tony Schiavone show for the Sting match. JR showed up for the end. How'd you guys think of the uh, new sort of uh, commentary group, especially with Taz kind of taking the reins for the entirety of the show? Uh, I, I've always enjoyed Taz's commentary, going back to the, you know, the stuff with Michael Cole and the ECW, TNA, whatever. Um, he, he always adds a different element because he, he, he talks about you know the MMA styles and the shoot wrestling aspect and shoot background, wrestling backgrounds of guys. So I've always loved that about Taz. Uh, Kevin Kelly, you know, I, I, he doesn't get his just due. Like, you know, Brandon votes for him every year on the casties. He's uh, he's definitely a, a delight and, uh, and an underrated unsung hero in the commentary world of professional wrestling. Uh, the four-man booth, I mean, I guess, man. Like, you, like, uh, obviously Caprice Coleman for the Ring of Honor stuff, but we could have done maybe just the three, honestly. Like, you have... Taz just there to represent AEW or whatever, and you have uh, you can have Kevin Kelly there for the whole show, and then you just you can switch guys out. Like you can have Excalibur go in for like the the guys that were heavy in PWG, and then you can have Jr. on for a couple. And well, what Jr. only called one match, right? Jr. called the last four matches. Yeah, there was I forget what. Well, it's probably going to ring my bell when we talk about the matches, but. There was one match he, where he called where I'm like, this is prime JR. Like, I feel it again, you know? Well, let's try to jog the memory. As we <laughs> jump into it, the first match on the show was a six-man tag team match with the winner receiving the advantage in the Blood and Guts match. The Jericho Appreciation Society, or Lay Sex Gods, whatever you want to call them, Chris Jericho and Sam Guevara teamed up with the murder grandpa Minoru Suzuki taking on Eddie Kingston, Shooter, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society gets the win with uh, Jericho pinning Shooter with the, uh, what's he called, the Judas Effect. This one goes 19 minutes, so a very long opener. An exciting opener. I thought everyone played their uh, parts well. Uh, Eddie Kingston, I mean, I love Eddie Kingston just so much. Uh, I just, him and Minoru Suzuki, I know, Eddie's a big, you know, uh, all Japan guy, big Japanese wrestling fan. So him going in there with Minoru Suzuki should have probably was a blast for him. And then, you know, the they even told a little story of Shota and because he's the son of legendary referee Red Shoes when Jericho was in New Japan. He uh, beat up on Shooter when he was a young, young lion, young boy. And uh, so I, I like how they, you know, it would have been nice if AEW would have told some of these other stories or some of these introductory things before the show to get people more enticed for the matches. But I did enjoy that they actually told the story uh, during the pay-per-view, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was kind of a, maybe the most surprising match for me personally on the card. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, well, we know AEW just expects the fans to know these things. That's why, I mean, people uh, tr- really kind of complained about the thing WWE does where they just hammer it in your head, like what happened like all throughout the night in a segment, but that's how we know what's going on on the show. So AEW, I mean, they don't have to do it as eccentric as WWE, but they can they can add some of that more throughout the show. Just quick little, hey, this is what happened last week, or this is what happened on Being the Elite that's going to happen on the show, or yada 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 things like that. I mean, this match was I was I was you know, in, in between calling you know uh, the baseball game and really watching this, so I didn't watch it as closely as I wanted to. 
but from the things I saw, it was good. Uh, Jericho and Red Shoe's son, they looked like they worked well together. Uh, the intensity between Jericho and Eddie Kingston is still uh, really strong. I'm looking forward to uh, Blood and Guts this coming Wednesday. We'll be recapping that, of course. And uh, just thought, I thought, uh, you know, they, they, there were some camera cuts that I didn't like. They like they were trying to keep the action like on Jericho, what he was doing in the ring. But then Sammy was outside. And he, he hit a GTH on somebody on I think it was Wheeler Yuta, and it was just the camera cuts were not. I was not a fan. Was not a fan of those at all. Great analysis, Brian. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you. But you were on your uh, on the call with the. Uh, Bleacher Report. So, you, right. so the first, so the first match you saw was the uh, All Atlantic Title match. Yep. Well, right, no, so the we'll, end. No, the ending. Okay, so the ending of it. So before we get to that, we got the three-way winner-take-all tag team match for the ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championships with the ROH champions FTR taking on the IWGP champions Great O'Con and Jeff Cobb, and for whatever reasons, Rapungi Vice, Rocky Romero, and Tremperetta. We're thrown in the mix. This one goes 16-25. Uh, I was either not paying attention or was like on my phone or something. Uh, Dax Harwood got sent to the back because he had some sort of shoulder injury. Uh, so Cash was kind of working alone for a majority of the match. And Dax makes the big comeback. Uh, they work over. Uh, you know, everyone gets their shit in. Uh, the I mean, Rapungi Vice was there. The uh, United Empire was being big, beefy men bumping meat. Uh, doing their power moves, and FTR was just bloody brilliant, like they have been pretty much their entire career. Uh, I know back in, like, NXT WWE days, I probably didn't... I thought they were good, but I think now they've just kind of risen to that next level in my eyes personally, and being a babyface team now, I had my my uh, skeptics, or I was skeptical that they were not going to be the best babyface team, but they have just proved me wrong, and they've been fantastic. FTR does get the win by pinning... Uh, Rocky Romero, I believe they they pinned one of the Rapungi Vice guys. Uh, there was a kind of an awkward ending to it where the uh, the referee seemingly counted to four, but from what I saw, he did count to three. But there was just like a a weird loud sound. I think people kind of assumed was a count, but in the NFTR gets the win, so this sets up uh, a match later on, probably like a G one final or something with United Empire, since they lost their titles without getting pinned. Philip. Yes, yes, yes. FTR, the only team in history to hold the NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, AAA, Ring of Honor, and now IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Uh, you know, no, no disrespect to my Usos, to my ones. You know, we the ones. See them boys at Sunday dinner. But uh, FTR, man. Along with the Usos, one of the greatest tag teams of this generation, hands down. I think it's going to really solidify it for people, man. We talk about the Bucks, we talk about the Usos, man. FTR, they're 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 right up there. The way they talked about the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian, those three teams for that era. These are the three teams for this era that we will talk about five, ten years down the line. And hell, probably five, ten years from now, these teams are still going to be going at it. Uh, in in the squared circle, whether against each other or um in separate companies or anything like that, but hey, man, it was it was great. Dax Harward, Big Daddy Dax, coming out there, just straightforward, not taking any shit from anybody. A one arm man. It was it was it was fantastic, man. Brian, I know you didn't watch the, weren't able to see the match, but what are your thoughts on FTR and kind of how they've grown and how they've gone up and down and how they've become like honestly probably the most popular tag team in AEW right now. I think they were I look I think they recovered very well. I, I was kind of disappointed with uh the direction that they were going. Um you know they came in and won the titles they lost and then you know had the feud with, with Jericho and the Pinnacle and all that and I'm I was just like ah I don't really like this for them but they recovered very well. Um, putting on banger matches, getting crazy, crazy pops. Um, and yeah, I, I can't say that I was uh, surprised that they won this match tonight. But, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, wow, okay, like 
they're knocking off everything on their list. Like, okay, we're doing this. We're the first to this. We're the first to that. We're the only ones to do this. Just when you thought that there wasn't, there, there wasn't any more like first to do, or I'm the first to do this, or, you know, we're, they're look, they're putting themselves up there as, as, you know, the greatest tag team um, of today's era. They're, they're putting themselves up there. I know it's a huge debate. I know a lot of people can put, I mean, Phil, you even said it yourself. It's a lot of people, um, a few teams up there, but FTR, man, they're doing their thing. And, you know, them, how they, they got all the gold. Usos aren't the only ones. So yes, it's, yes. It's Brian's time to shine because we got the four-way and for the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship. We got uh, Malachi Black, Miro, Clark Connors, and Pac. Tomohiro Ishii was supposed to be in here to fill uh, to fill the void for uh, New Japan, but this Forbidden Door show is cursed for whatever reason, and so his opponent that he beat uh, in the finals, uh, Clark Connors, filled his role. To be honest, I have not really seen anything of Clark Connors, and I'd probably say the same for the crowd uh, in Chicago, but by the end of it, the crowd was going crazy for him. He was playing that underdog role perfectly. Uh, the crowd was getting really behind him. He fired up, but in the end, Pac uh, gets the win with uh, his submission to get him tapped out. 15 minutes and five seconds. Everybody got their spots in. Miro, probably the most over out of everybody. Um, he takes a big bump on the outside through a table. Uh, Malachi Black just uh, was like a double 450 or something. Pac does some flippy shit onto both both Malachi Black and Chris Connor. So Black just kind of rolls out. Uh, oh, Miro also got some Black Mist. So maybe we're getting Miro and Malachi Black down the line. Uh, Pac, your first ever AEW Atlantic champion, Brian. <sighs> Finally. Finally, the bastard gets some gold in AEW. I thought it was I thought it was over for him. I, I thought he was doomed. Uh I came in at the part where um I believe Malachi Black he spit the mist in Miro's face. Was it Miro's face? I can't yes. remember. Okay, yeah, it was Miro's face. There we go. So yeah, I mean I didn't really watch all the match. I came in pretty much at the end. Um, I was surprised Pat got the win, and he's the new All-Atlantic champion. I will say this. Um, Connors reminds me of Jungle Boy, a little beefier Jungle Boy. Is that my, am I right? Like, do you guys get that? No? no? Well, he's got the hair. He kind of had like a <laughs> dinosaur scaly trunks on he's got the i mean his gimmick is like a trophy hunter so he's got like he's got a top hat on so he's very uh in one with nature right so i i, I mean hey, I, I, see where, I, I see where you're coming from once i saw the top hat i got uh, i got Grimes. i got those vibes <laughs> i got i got those vibes man did did, did y'all no nobody got I, I that i i didn't see the hat if uh, yeah so that once like when you see the hat you're like oh okay all right we're we got a camera. I didn't even look at like the scaly tights. I was just like, "Did he have the? Did he have a vest? He did have a vest, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Whoa. It was like, okay, you better wrestle Carmelo Hayes on two point Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know. But uh, hey, man, this uh, this was tight. You know, shout out Pac, bro. It's not Pac, it's Pac. All right, Pac, Pac. No, no, no. Dude, we don't call Tupac Tupac. It's Tupac Pac <laughs> for show. All right, come on, man. But no, congrats to him, bro. I'm happy for him. I really am. Um, th- right. This was nice. This was a nice step for him. Uh, Miro was over like Rover. That was nice. Uh, House of Black, I think they will be the first trios tag team champions. I think that's going to be Aleister Black's first first piece of gold in uh, in AEW, you know? So that's... They're, no they're, more titles. Bro, they, no they've, more been, titles. they've been made already. They're coming. Now... They're they are coming, dude. WWE has a lot of titles, but I feel like they have kind of control over it. You know what I mean? So I, maybe too much control. Or, it doesn't feel like a lot. That's that, that's my point. That's my point. That's true. That's, that's my, true. That's my point. Well, well, are they getting rid of the women's tag titles because there's um, tournaments or whatever? Whatever happened? Is, to that? We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. we're talking about that other company. We're, we're, the, the AEW women's tag team championships are coming. Y'all didn't know that. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> he AEW Women's Trios, Reba and Britt Baker. About a bro, don't say that. Don't I will I will I will I will be the biggest fan. Don't say that. We got the we got the AEW Women's Trios titles coming. Y'all ready for those? Britt Baker, Reba, we Jenny got the, Hater. We, we, we got, all know Reba is the one carrying. Yeah. It. Oh, of course. Shout out Reba. We got uh, we got Bullocast number one Reba podcast. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Saw Red Starcast, great uh. Great booth, great booth. We got the AEW Women's South Pacific Championship coming. You know, can't wait for. Uh, what about the AEW World World Worlds Heavyweight Championship? The oh, the World 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 Worlds Intergalactic <laughs> Intergalactic Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so when 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 CM Punk uh, wrestles the winner of tonight, it will be the undisputed AEW World World Champion. Yes. You see, it's over here on our show, it's just yes. the Bullet Cast Heavyweight Champion. That's it. It's simple. The Bullet Cast Universal Heavyweight Champion. No, no, that's I'm not that's champ. not the it's not a universal cha- stop that. Stop, don't say that. We don't want to confuse the people, man. Let's let's move my on. Bad, let's bad, move bad, on from bad. the All Atlantic South Pacific North Region Championship. North American Universal title. And let's talk about just another tag team match as we get the dudes with attitude darby allen sting and shingo takagi no Hiromu takahashi because he had a fever could not fly out of japan so we put another person on the injured list uh, as they take on the bullet club of el phantasma or elp uh, and the young bucks matt and nick jackson with hikaleo in the corner uh, sting did not come out of uh, initially thinking that he was attacked or whatever then the Young Bucks make their entrance, and as uh, this being the glory period for my New Japan fandom, I was getting big nostalgia vibes of the Young Bucks coming out with their Bullet Club get-up and the Bullet Club theme song. I just I loved it so much. And then the, the uh, arena goes black, and we get Sting jumping off the entrance tunnel and just defying gravity and defying physics at however 60-something years old. It's like and- 64, brother. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm chime in here, yo. I thought he was coming from the rafters. I thought I thought we were gonna go like really WCW with it, you know. But then he was on the entrance way, and they had kind of like the the sting symbol, like a bat signal, you know, or just a silhouette of his body. It was like okay, I definitely. I definitely thought he was coming from the rafters. I was like, no that's what way. I'm saying. I'm like, no, he's not, he's not doing this. He's not pulling a Shawn Michaels at Mania 12, brother. No way. But it. It was a, it, it was fine, you know. Um, Bullet Club music. I was like, hey, this takes me back to a to a much simpler time in my life and the business. Jesus, oh my god, oh my god, it was fantastic. Um, Hikaleu got a he got attacked by somebody, didn't he? Yes. No. Well, what do you mean you don't know? You didn't Hikaleo. watch them. I, I remember like somebody dove on him or something. I think it might have been Darby. It was most likely Darby. Uh, this was just, it was chaos. This was a, yeah, it was a chaotic match. It was a Young Bucks match. We had Tony Schiavone on the call as well, and we had uh, a titty twister spot where Sting no selling it, and then he comes back and gives Phantasmo uh, a titty twister, and then we got Taz talking about Tony Schiavone's pierced nipples. Uh, this match was just a fun what was it? Thirteen minute match. Nothing special, but it was a fun time. Sting was super over. Everybody was super over in this match, and um, luckily it didn't like overstay its welcome. I very much enjoyed this match. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely, uh, Brian. I what say, are your thoughts? I want to say that it must be crazy um, for Sting to have been in the ring with with Ming and and, and throughout his career, and to share the ring with Hikaleo. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. That's Hikaleo. how you say it. Oh, okay. Hikaleo. Yeah, it must be it must be pretty crazy. Um But yeah, the match was good. Uh Sting getting physical. I did notice the part where Sting had left the ring after I think it was fan I think Phantasma was like taunting him or whatever. And he was supposed to turn around and Sting was supposed to be standing there, but Sting left the ring to chase after one of the young books. I forgot. I can't, I don't know if it was Matt or Nick. And 
it was a little weird there for a moment. How does Sting forget the titty twister spot? I mean, come on. That's like the <laughs> highlight of the match. That's like the one move you got to remember. You dive off the tunnel and you're giving ELP a titty twister. I mean, come on. <laughs> but other than that, the match was pretty good. It, every time I see a Sting match, you guys, I got to say it. I'm, I don't get mad at WWE because I know that they did. I mean, he, he, he got injured, right? But it's just like, dang, like, just the possibilities, like, you know, like, it just sucks. I'm glad he's, you know. He can always go back. He can always go back. But I mean, they're not going to take that risk, though, you know. Are you saying that WWE actually cares about its performers? Absolutely. And AEW doesn't. That's what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> that's what you're saying. I didn't say that. I mean, we can talk about Jeff, but I mean, hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 Brandon, what's next? Oh. Next up, we get our first singles match of the night, match nine. I think this is like two and a half hours into the main show. We get Thunder Rosa defending her AEW Women's Championship against Tony Storm. This is the shortest match of the main card at 10 minutes and 40 seconds, and Thunder Rosa uh, successfully defends it. Uh, This match was fine. As I said, you know, 10 minutes, not exactly there to steal the show, and they weren't able to kind of get into the next gear. Tony Storm was not dominating, but got a lot of offense in, and she was kind of had the upper hand for a majority of it, and then Thunder Rosa just kind of, Hits um, Duster Rhodes finisher for the end. A little, not anticlimactic, but just kind of out of nowhere, especially her not using her own move to get the finisher. So I had high expectations. They didn't meet them, obviously, but I still thought it was like a solid match, especially given you know their time constraints. Yeah, I, I barely saw this. I'm going to let Brian have the floor. <laughs> Listen, I thought this match um, kind of mimicked uh, the match with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb in terms of like pace, I felt like her and Tony Storm were trying to do the whole, you know, the wrestling and trying to like grab the crowd's attention, um, you know, from that angle, which is good. I, I enjoyed it, but I just I want, especially if you don't have that much time, I want to see a much faster pace, especially at this point, right? Like Thunder Rosa, like you know, I don't want. It seems to be like the boring matches on the card, like ever since she became champion, her matches have been kind of like the, okay, all right, whatever, I'm going to chill out, you know? And I, I I just don't want that for her. And so, and I know Tony Storm, she was giving it, she, you know, showed me some things that was just like, damn, why she didn't do that in WWE? You know what I mean? But I get it, you know, you're only allowed to do certain stuff there. But, or you go um, out there and you do it anyway, and you it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. You are absolutely right, Philip. Um, greatest greatest example but, of this. I'm 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 sorry. Bully Ray once said that he and Devon went out there and it did like took like five more minutes extra out there, and Vince was waiting for them at the curtain. And you know what Vince said? If you ever take liberties with my show again, it better be that fucking good. <laughs> Guys, go out there. Take the liberties, but make it effing good. Yes. Keep going, champ. Absolutely. Listen, I I thought the match was decent. I just, as I'm sure everybody else wished that it had a little bit more time. I wish the pace was a lot faster from the jump. Um, We'll see. Thunder Rosa is still champ. I don't know. I don't know who's next. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping that this is feeling like Hangman all over again. I'm sorry. Hangman had a better reign than Thunder Rosa, in my opinion. But this is feeling I like... I would say Thunder Rosa has a better run than Hangman because she's still a champion. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right for now. For now, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Mm, you know. Yeah, no. Brandon, no, no, no. Uh, and as I as I break the tie here, I probably would lean towards Hangman having the, the better title reign um, just because I think his matches were really good. I mean, you know, the, the pay-per-view matches with Adam Cole were like were okay, but his uh, TV matches he was having were fantastic. Now, Thunder Rosa, I do agree with Brian. She's not exactly, you know, setting the world on fire, but I also think she's not putting, like, the best scenario either. I mean, her mat, her stories, 
she's not really getting like any time to like tell stories and like build the match and get the people like involved because this That's isn't true. like on a dream match card. This is you know it's Thunder Rose and Tony Storm, two really good, one of the best women wrestlers in the world, but there was no real story behind it, and this isn't like a dream match everybody's been waiting for. So yeah, I I mean I don't know what's next for Thunder. Uh, you know, uh, Athena is doing something with Jade Cargill. So I don't have the women's rankings in front of me, but I don't really know who would be next because I don't think they're going to run it back with Britt. Um, I mean, who's really out there for, for Thunder Rosa to, to fight? And, Anna Jay! And have a compelling story and match. Anna Jay! Is, is it safe to say, guys, that the, the TBS championship has become the universal championship? Like the TBS championship is more interesting and more important per se than the AEW women's well, world. Well, yeah, I mean, when, you can say the same. It's kind of like when Cody was TNT champ that first go around. It was it was mm. exciting because it was new and he was doing things that the heavyweight champion wasn't. You know, so I, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't even say it's it's a secondary like heavyweight championship for the women. I would just say. No, it's back like back in the days when like Brett and Perfect and Sean were the IC champ. You know, the the secondary title just seemed more interesting than the heavyweight title at the time. That's just sure. one of the things we're living in. Right. Yeah. All right. Then we get Will Osprey taking on Orange Cassidy for the United IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Earlier in the show, we did get a promo with both. Juice Robinson, the former champion, but he has the physical title as well as Jay White. So Juice was in the arena and he was up in the uh, skybox with the Bullet Club boys. And uh, Will Ospreay and Orange Castigo, 16 minutes, 45 seconds, an absolute banger of a match. My favorite match of the night. Ospreay gets the win. I know when this match was first announced, many people were just kind of questioning it, myself included. Uh, I thought you, if you were going to have Will Ospreay on the card, he could have went in a bunch of different directions with better options on paper. But I think people do overlook how good Orange Cassidy actually is. And I think he did showcase it here. But I think people also underestimate how good Will Ospreay actually is. And I thought this match was absolutely fantastic. Love the finish of uh, Cassidy kicking out of the hidden blade. And then Ospreay hitting his other finisher for the win to a uh, stamp. You know, big stamp, so Orange gets the hope spot, but Osprey gets the win at the end of the day. I love this match. Did you guys love it as much as I did? Brian, go ahead. Yeah, it was really good. I was impressed by Will Osprey. Um on this large scale, right? Like in, in front of this big crowd, in front of all these people watching, you know, all over. And Orange Cassidy, listen, I Orange Cassidy can go, he could bring it. The whole time I was watching this match, I'm thinking, okay, I like this. This is wrestling. This is this is fun. This is great to see. This is great to watch. Um, there's something just about like, and I get where everyone talks about, you know, Orange Cassidy and the gimmick, and oh, uh, it's all overplayed. I get it. Like he, it's time. It's time to switch it up. It really is. I mean, if I'm Orange Cassidy on this large of a stage, I'd be mad as hell that I just lost. You know, I had an opportunity. I got this close, and I just keep coming up short. Even when, even in this match, um, I forget who was in it. or He had a chance at the AEW world title. Am I correct? Yeah, he was in a triple threat with Pac and uh, Kenny Omega. And that was way back then, right? So I think this is probably his biggest match since then, would you say? Besides the Jericho stuff, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I mean, I feel like it's time to switch it up a bit. Will Ospreay still ain't better than Seth Rollins. I got to say it on here. I'm sorry. I got to oh, say it. On. Still ain't better than Seth, Seth Rollins. Seth is a drip god. I mean, <laughs> Seth took three losses to Cody, and it doesn't look like it phased him at all. And he's call- he calling out the tribal chief. Come on, man. <laughs> Seth went in the briefcase. Spoiler alert. That's great. No, but Will Ospreay um, is really, really dope. And I wish I could see more of him in AEW, you know, on that larger national scale, you know? Absolutely. Brian or Brandon, did did you give your thoughts or? 
Yeah, I definitely didn't go in a long soliloquy about how much oh. I love this match, Phil. Oh, no, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, but, like, I mean, I said it before you got in the room. I think, uh, I think, uh, maybe Orange Cassidy gets, gets a little change and he's just serious. Cause when he's serious, he, that, it's excellent. I know it's, it's a climax and you have to build to it and everything like that. But come on, man. Could you imagine, uh, uh an Orange Cassidy just going, wreck, wrecking rough shot over guys and be like, this is the dude that was lazy, and now he he's he, he's the workhorse of the company, and he's putting on banger match after banger match. Could you imagine a serious Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews? Could you imagine that? Orange on, Cassidy, man. Orange Cassidy, got to go. He has to join the the undisputed elite, and he got to go on his Buff Bagwell run. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he <laughs> becomes a gigolo right after. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Man, I, they should have put the title on Orange Cassidy. I'll say it. I will say it. There needed to be a title change from a different company. That should have happened. That would have made this more interesting. Did they elaborate on why Juice Robinson had the IWGP United States Championship? Yeah, so apparently he, he, had a, uh, he had some kind of illness, and he never mailed the championship back. No. Yeah. That's, that's that. Okay. Kevin Kelly explained it beautifully, as he always does. Um, but I do have to push back a little bit on the Orange Cassidy stuff. I think, you know, his his gimmick has evolved since the very beginning. He is maybe not more serious, but he's definitely trying a lot more at the beginning. And they've, the commentary has kind of switched it up to, like, he's not, like, he is trying, but he's playing mind games with his opponents. So, and I don't know what a serious Orange Cassidy looks like. And if he is just, like, serious he's kind of like a regular guy and he just i think he's gonna fall you know and and just get lost in the shuffle he's a smaller dude he's like in his late 30s i don't know what else like what does orange cassidy have that can make him stand out but everybody else on the roster besides his gimmick which is one of a kind i mean i got both of you speechless but the match is the we gotta look at the just change up the character bro it's okay to get serious. Doink got serious, didn't he? he? Was he not serious in this match? I, but I'm talking about get serious all the time. Come on, man. But what, but what is him being serious all the time? Is that mean him cutting five-minute promos in the ring? But the, he, his gimmick is he's, la- he's lazy, he's nonchalant, and he doesn't speak, right? Let's do the complete opposite of that. He doesn't have to cut five minutes of soliloquies. It can be like a quick 30, 45-second thing. And then he just beat somebody in like a minute, you know, like just just make him a killer. Yeah, let's do that. But I think you can get across to him being more serious and being motivated, even if he still lacks a day. But it, a he keeps beat. losing these big matches as this form of himself. Hey, his last match, he beat Adam Cole, which what, I don't think Adam when, Cole should have lost. When that did match, that even happen? Uh, that happened earlier in the year. That was his last match before his injury. I didn't even know he was injured. That's. Because they don't, because they don't, because they don't tell me, they don't, they don't recap, they don't tell me anything. I'm pretty sure they did say on commentary he's been away for a while. Uh, well, okay, I, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Complaining about the commentary, don't even listen to it. Well, I need to, I need to show them how it's done. Jesus. Um, right. Philip, how, how's, yeah. how's baseball? How was the baseball? This Man, week? there was this one kid, bro. This kid's name. This kid is going places. I announced the hell out of him. Are you ready for this? For Roner Park, Clutch Crawford. Oh. That kid's going. That kid is going places, brother. I'm telling you, that's that. That's a name. Oh, no. Now I know baseball. They got the gimmick. Name. That's is that. That, that is because they, they, they have to provide birth certificates for the for the players. That's his. That's his name, man. That's a hell of a name. The parents knew he was born that's, for greatness. Name that's Clutch. What? Was he Clutch at the, Was he Clutch at the plate? A homie was Clutch. Like not really hitting. But uh, Roner Park, man, they, I think they won, what, 15 uh, zip today. Yeah. Well, good for them. Maybe we can get them up on Los Padres because we need yeah, them. Man, them, them, yeah, y'all going to need them kids, man. <laughs> them, <laughs> them, uh, Windsor's not, they're, they're not the best. Jesus. We need a uh, low dirt to come off the IL. But after yes. the match, uh, United Empire beats down Orange Cassidy. Rapungi Vice makes the save, still being outmatched. But who shows up to save the day? Katsuyori Shibata. He shows up, lays out United Empire, beats up on or uh, Will Ospreay, and him and Orange Cassidy have a, a stare down. Orange Cassidy puts 
the Ray-Bans on Shibata. Um, I, I love Shibata. It's a shame that he uh, got injured, but he's doing a fine job over at the LA Dojo che- te- uh, teaching the uh, the young boys over there and possibly setting up something with, o- with Will Ospreay, which I mean, health permitting, which I'm always going to say with Shibata, I would love to see that match. But what did you guys think of the little angle afterwards as two people who probably don't have the same love for Shibata as I do? That ovation was thunderous. I will say that I don't think. I mean that I've I was I wasn't in the I haven't I haven't been in the building for I wasn't in the building for all out. You know I I don't know, but on TV that was loud. So yeah, it was the it Austin me, surprise running pop. Oh my goodness! And it took me a minute to even understand who it was. Um, I remember I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch him, you know? So like, I, but I remember the story when he got injured. And so it was cool to see. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's pretty much it, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I think, so I, I did, I did, I'm sorry, Phil. I did hear, uh, Jim Ross, was it Jim Ross or Siobhan? I think it was Jim Ross said that he reminded him of a young, uh, Tony Anoki. Yes, that was that was good old Uncle Jim. <laughs> Jim, Jim, man, let me get. <laughs> Is that accurate? Would you guys agree? With I that? mean, I guess you know. A lot of Enoki talk today's the, you know the anniversary of his fight, his match with uh, Muhammad Ali. Mm. So, uh, I mean, sure, why not? Uh, then we get another singles match. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. taking on a mystery opponent of Brian Danielson's choosing. Who is it? It was leaked via the internet. I hate it. I don't know why these people are leaking it. (laughs) Or even if you will leak it, you know, give us some spoiler alerts ahead of time. Like, I know Brian did send us something and I was able to uh, ignore it. But old old Davey boy, fucking Dave Meltzer out here just being like, oh, Claudio's in the building. (laughs) Well, thanks, Dave. Could you not tell me? Could you not give us a warning beforehand? I've been I pretty much knew this was gonna happen, but I've stayed away for the Do you like, do you do you follow Dave Meltzer? I mean I, I, I know not I don't enjoy him, you know, I don't listen to him all the time. Do, but do you, like if you gotta do, take if do, you're gonna take in everything as a wrestling fan, you gotta follow you him. See, that's that's where you that's where you messed up. <laughs> you chose to follow him. I didn't know anything about Cesaro being there because I don't follow big match he's not even big match Dave, I won't even give him that. Big, uh, big, I sit at my desk and create lies, Dave. That's what we'll call him here. Yikes. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, he wouldn't lie tonight, Philip. Well, <laughs> yeah, because he was probably backstage. He was like, oh, Cesaro's here. Let me put this out there. Yeah, like, dude, like, come on. Let's, let's just enjoy it. We knew it was going to possibly be him. I know Gargano put the thing on uh, social that he was on a plane, but obviously he could have just taken the picture from when he was going and tried to surprise people, any, everything like that. By the way, Johnny Gargano, Stockton Con, uh, August 14th, one, one day only. Go check him out. But hey, man, Claudio Castanoli, uh, he didn't use the Cesaro uh, name that he trademarked. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But massive pop. I'm happy for him. Uh, you can tell he felt that. Hey, man, have a, have a really nice run here. Uh, and hey, man, do, do what Cody's doing. I would advise a lot of these guys that have left WWE. Make really make a name for yourself outside of the company, then go back and win, man. Go back and win. Win the big one. I noticed later on that he is back with Jake Hager. Oh yeah, they they like were the same uh, company. You that's know? right. You know what I want? You know what I want them to do? Bring back Miro. No, 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 no. Bring no. back the and then bring in Sheamus. Alberto no. can fuck off, but you know, whoa, the United Nations, whatever they were called. Apparently, Miro didn't like being a punching bag for Roman. Big air quotes on that. Uh, yo, look, get Chris Hero up in that thing, and let's get the Kings of Wrestling in AEW. Mm. Can you imagine them versus the Young Bucks and FTR and the Lucha Brothers and? And and House of Black and Dark Order, like and 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 the acclaimed and, and the Ass Boys and Daddy Ass, man, get, Daddy let's, Ass. Let's get let, let let's get Kings of Wrestling in AEW. I'm trying to see that. <clears throat> yes, sir. I miss the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. I I've uh, I've met Alan Angels a couple times. He is a great guy. 
Fantastic. I heard, I heard they have a half. They uh, have a half rapper on the Dark Order, Philip. Is this true? Um, I don't know. I I haven't. We don't. We don't. Hmm. We, it's just a hi. How are you doing? You know, it's just, it's not. We don't. We don't really like sit and really discuss uh, the inner workings of the Dark Order. I'm I'm gonna try to get a number. Like me and him do. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you know. You, you can't be everywhere. Where are you in WWE or AEW, Brian? Pick, pick, <laughs> pick. I know you're not at Sunday dinner with Roman because I am. <laughs> I didn't go. To, I didn't go tonight because because Roman he had he had things to do. Listen, you're at Sunday dinner with Roman. I'm at Roman's house playing his video games. Okay, Roman doesn't have video games. He doesn't have time for that. <laughs> oh, he's had a lot of time over the last several weeks. No, do you, do you know? What he, do you know what he told me? Do you know what he told me? He said since April third, Philip. He's had a great deal of time. <laughs> did, no, did, 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 do you know what he told me? He said, "Wise man, did you hear what he said?" There are no video games on the island of relevancy. <laughs> I think Brandon would agree with me that Roman Reigns has had a lot of time to play lots of video games <laughs> since becoming undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> hey, you know he's, he's had a, he's had a couple weeks, couple months to uh, <laughs> knock off some of those games he's been saving for a while <laughs> that he's uh, finally been able to complete. Yeah. You know, just like no. some, playing some, playing some, you know, playing some Minecraft or, let's, you know, playing some GTA role-playing. Let's this podcast, please. We've gone <laughs> too long. Jesus. But, uh, yes, Claudio Casadoli is the mystery opponent, and he will join the boys in Blood and Guts. He does get the win, 18 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. did his technical style, you know, trying to stretch out Claudio and Claudio, you know, didn't really play into it. He played, he wrestled his way. He wrestled his style, you know, hard hitting, a lot of uppercuts, did a little bit of the swing, uh, but he was selling the bicep for a majority of it. I know the, the uh, ZSJ uh, style is a little polarizing, could be boring to some. I do enjoy it. I would have loved Danielson and him to mix it up, but Claudio was a, a fantastic opponent for him. And I do agree it was the right choice for him to win. And it, it was nice, as Philip kind of talked about it. He looked like, as we've seen with a lot of these guys and girls, like Athena at Double Nothing, she was, you know, moved by the ovation that uh, he got, and uh, he was talking to the camera. And even on Twitter, like you saw a lot of WWE people, like you know Xavier Woods, uh, which call it Naomi. Well, maybe she's a former WWE person, but uh, and Becky Lynch just even tweeted out a screenshot or a photo of Claudio. At, at the uh, show, so a, lo- a lot of former co-workers very happy to see Claudio in work and uh, having a uh, a good time, which kind of shows to his character, and, and JR really put over his character, saying how big of a locker room guy he is, so Shout out only, uh, good work in the ring, but outside the ring. Shout out Kevin Kelly just saying WWE on, on the commentary, hey, he, he's not afraid. He don't, he don't work <laughs> for AEW, he don't care, he's gonna go right back. He ain't to scared, New- that's what I'm he saying! He's gonna ride back to New Japan, he, they ain't gonna come after him. <laughs> he quickly said, all the success he's had in Ring of Honor and WWE. I'm like, oh, he said the three letters. That was the most exciting part of this whole show. Wouldn't be the first time <laughs> those words have been uttered on AEW well, television. <laughs> well, well, with Kevin Kelly, it, it was intentional and he's not scared. <laughs> that's, the, that's the point. That was the best part of the whole show, man. Just hear, it was, absolutely. Just hearing those letters. Oh, God. A great match by these two gentlemen, though. Zack Sabre Jr., best drop the BC's ever had. I hope Cesaro or Claudio is okay. Um, I saw him pulling at his hand or his fingers or something, but um, I think he's fine. I think he's going to be all right. Hey, he looks fine at the end of the show. Then the penultimate match, a fatal four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Jay White to the champion defending against Hangman Adam Page, Adam Cole, and the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. This one goes around 21 minutes. Um, what you would expect, just them going all out, balls to the wall, kind of a pseudo tornado tag match with Jay White and Adam Cole working a majority of the match together with Hangman and Okada not exactly working together, but just kind of fending off the two heels. Obviously, Cole and White's relationship didn't last too long as Cole kind of turned on him. And then um, an awkward finish with Okada working over Cole, uh, they you know they go back and forth for a little bit. Okada hits them with the landslide, which is kind of like a Michinoku driver, pile driver type maneuver, and he was gonna hit him with the rainmaker. Uh, Cole ducked, and then White just 
comes in, hits Okada with the sling blade, and pins Adam Cole for the win. So an awkward ending. Doctors quickly checked on Okada or on Cole. You could see White like saying something to the referee. Um, I did go back and watch it, and it. I mean, Cole had the tape on his shoulder. It didn't look like he landed like on his head and neck. That did. He obviously landed kind of hard on his back, and I don't know if he kind of re-injured that shoulder. But I couldn't see like any communication with White, so maybe that was just a on-the-spot call. But definitely an awkward ending, anticlimactic ending. But if you're paying attention, you kind of know what's up. This was the obvious finish of Jay White pinning Adam Cole. Yeah, um, Brandon, you'd actually be very proud. In between innings and we had some downtime, we played wrestling themes for the children, and uh, they they were big fans of Kazuchika Okada's theme song. I mean, it's an absolute banger. I, I love the song. I love the man. Uh, yes. He was over, probably the most over New Japan guy. I know Shibata yeah. got the big pop, but the, the, the people loved it. I was kind of in and out of consciousness for this one. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Uh, I thought, you know what? They should have put the title on Hangman. Let's shake Let's shake all this shit up. <laughs> let, let, like, how? I, like, come on, bro. At least one. At least one. Y'all could have did it. And then you could have put it back on Jay White, bro. Like, we could have did at least one just to give this really some oomph to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I think you could have done it with that United States Championship match. But with Jay White just winning it from Okada just a couple weeks ago, it I, I had a feeling and pretty much knew this wasn't going to happen. I know they did do the MSG thing where Okada pinned White for the new uh, become the new champion, but... It just seemed like a foregone conclusion. That That is like the main drawback with this show that, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end, but I thought all the matches were fantastic, but the finishes were very predictable. Yep. And th- I mean, this match, the finish was predictable, but it was also anticlimactic because of the seam, the apparent injury to Cole. So it did kind of, sh- you know, shed a, a cloud over that. The Young Bucks did come out with uh, Kyle O'Reilly, which would kind of seem like, Maybe there was something planned like at the end, but because of the injury, they just kind of came out anyways. So I, I mean, I don't know what to really make of it, but uh, hopefully Adam Cole, you know, gets healthy because there was not worried that he wasn't going to make it, but there definitely was reports that he was injured kind of during the uh, Owen and kind of leading up to this match. So hopefully nothing too major happened. Check Twitter. Dave Meltzer hasn't tweeted anything, Philip, so I don't know exactly what his uh, Adam Cole status is right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to figure out what to say. So he can sound like he knows what he's <laughs> talking about, but he really doesn't. Just I got so. you guys. Let me text Adam Cole real quick. Oh, 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 you think you, you think you are? You think you're somebody? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Wow. I see. I wow. see. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, Adam, you know, get well soon. T's and P's. All that in a bag of chips. Yep. T's and P's. Shout out, Jesus. shout out, uh, Adam Cole, baby. He puts the D in DMD. Apparently, that's that's what I Whoa. saw. That's, mm-hmm. Brian, that's what he said on that? Twitter. Yo, that's what, he um. said that. We okay? Come on, guys. He <laughs> he said it. He said it. I thought the match was it's good. Just like when uh, Anthony Bowen said, "Scissor me, daddy ass." I like that. Whoa, way. wait, all right. No, 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 no. Oh, does Sydney know? No. I like the gimmick. I like the whole thing. Like the, the entrance. I like. I love it. You know. You know. Scissor me, daddy. You know. Anyways, I love the match. Um, until the the ending was just very weird. I know. I blinked, and Adam Cole was on the on the ground. On the mat and Jay White pinned him one two three. So I was like, "Whoa, what what the hell happened there?" Um, the moment though, right? I almost feel like this should have been the main event, um, just because of the moment, right? Like the entrances, uh, everything was just big, big time, big fight feel. Um, I know that obviously they're not going to do that though because you know it's AEW. They're going to put their championship as the main event, but you know it would have been nice to have something as big as the IWGP uh, championship match, you know, with all those big names in it. But, you know, it is what it is. Okada. Yes. Wow. Yes. Nice. Ka- nice to have. Kaz- Kazuchka. You know, Kazuchka. If, I, if, I ever, if I ever have a son, he might be named Kazuchka. 
Philip, do you know how to spell that, by the way? Oh. Because I do have it in front of me, so I will know. I mean, I didn't. I'll have time to learn. <laughs> yeah, I'll have time to learn. I don't need. Okay, you know, yeah, we'll call him. Yeah. We'll call him Kaz for short. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kaz Hayashi. Or maybe I'll maybe I'll name my son y- Yamashita. Yeah, there we go. I, I mean, I agree with Brian. I, I do feel like this match like felt bigger than the AEW title just because of the stars involved and. I mean, even like the match, I did enjoy this match more than the uh, the title, the main event match. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. obviously, it was like more spotty and stuff, and more fast paced. It was the longest match with at twenty one minutes. I don't know if I said that, but uh, I I very much enjoyed this. Uh, probably my second, you know, it's like second or third, but behind the Osprey Orange Cassidy match. Philip, any, anything? Oh, yeah, I forgot you were drifting in and out of consciousness because <laughs> then. In the main event, we have John Moxley taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Championship. Moxley makes his entrance first, which with uh, William Regal, William Regal wasn't at ringside. He just kind of walked him to the ring because I didn't really see him after the fact. But I did like they had like the little guitar entrance or guitar beginning that is Moxley's New Japan theme song. And then we get into Wild Thing. Tanahashi gets a big pop. Uh, then they go 18 minutes, 20 seconds. Moxley pins Tanahashi. Moxley bleeding like a stuffed pig. Hits him, not with the paradigm shift, but with the Death Rider. And it was called the Death Rider, which I very much appreciated, even though he had, if I'm going to be picky here and be an Excalibur, he has used the Death Rider in AEW multiple times, but apparently, because this is an officially sanctioned New Japan, New Japan show, getting called the Death Rider. Whatever. Uh, you know, finish... Seemed like a foregone conclusion. Match was okay. There was blood. Cool. Probably shouldn't have done it before blood and guts, but whatever. There was some sort of commotion going on in the in the crowd, like in the first five, ten minutes that Moxley obviously realized and just kind of threw on a, a chin lock as it kind of settled down because the crowd was not paying any attention to the match itself. But uh, I mean the match I mean, I didn't have like super high expectations for this just because I think everyone just expected Moxley to win, so I think it was hard for the fans to really get into it. And the fans were cheering Tanahashi. Like, obviously, Moxley is much more intense and wasn't a heel in the match, per se, but he was being more aggressive. And maybe it was just the fans kind of doing wishful thinking. They were really getting behind Tanahashi, but Moxley gets the win at the end of the day, as everybody expected. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was fine. You know, there's not, not a lot to really ride home about. Um like you said, there was blood. Uh, they they kind of went through the motions, and John Moxley's the interim AEW champion. That's that's really all I got to say. Yeah, John Moxley. Um, it was predictable. I mean, I, Brandon, you kind of said it. Like the whole card, kind of most of it was pretty predictable. Um, yeah, I mean, Philip, we talked about it. Uh, earlier like just how it ended it just ended like a normal dynamite you know like everybody comes out brawl you know then that's it i mean i mean i know blood and guts is literally this wednesday but come on you know come on give us something else give me something you know and brandon you're right the blood you know before blood and guts probably not the best idea you know I didn't even see when it like happened. Like, like was it a hard way blood, or because Moxley's been in so many matches that he probably just breathe on him, he's going to start bleeding. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot. So that's what I wonder if something must have kind of nicked him or something. But yeah, the ending was kind of strange. Like, I get it, you're trying to build to blood and guts, but they did the they did the same thing on on uh, Dynamite. So I don't know what you're doing trying to build Dynamite for the pay per view audience, but that is your like most hardcore. Fans, they're obviously <clears throat> going to watch Dynamite on Wednesday and the No Blood and Guts, which I mean, I think it's cool, but I think if you're going to run a quote unquote angle at the end of the show, I think the fans have kind of expected it to be a bigger deal, whether that would have been Kenny showing up or CM Punk just even doing a stare down with John Moxley or just something besides mm-hmm. just a, kind of a repeat of what you did on Wednesday. 
Well, especially because they've built up such a reputation on doing stuff like that. So obviously their fans are going to expect it, um, you know, but hey, at least, at least Claudio got to come out again. And got what was music, up with got his music played again, with, but it wasn't as big of a pop. Shout out Claudio. Right. What was up with uh, Eddie Kingston? Like he, he seemed mad at Moxley. So they have so I'm not the, the biggest person in the world to kind of describe this, but on the indie scene, I forget, was it Chikara Phillip? Oh the uh the Kingston and uh Cesaro heat. Oh, yeah. They had on, on the indies, they have just gone back and forth forever. <laughs> and so uh Kingston hates uh Cesaro. So if you go oh. back on his Twitter, he did a tweet and was like, if this dude has the he doesn't have the balls to show up in AEW and then he like retweeted his own tweet and was like, Oh, I guess he does. So uh, they, they, you know, they leaned on it a little bit on the commentary, but Kingston definitely was going at it, and I would expect them to not flesh it out completely on Wednesday, but definitely we're going to get some sort of like confrontation with Eddie Kingston. I am all for firing up Eddie Kingston's the best Eddie Kingston. Definitely. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this green room, of uh, the forbidden green room. Yep. Uh, Philip, we have to, we have to do our grades. Oh, that's, that's right, what we that's do right. for every. Come I'll on, give, I mean, I know. I'll give it. I'll give it a. Uh, can I give it a D for door? Jesus. Wow. Can, Phil, I mean, that was very hard. Or an F for forbidden. Like I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. I'll give it a C plus. Yeah. There we go. That's that's. Wow. You guys are big time haters. How? <laughs> I thought this match nothing, was a lot. Bro, of fun. Nothing. Nothing I happened. Was- Only like Moxley won the interim title. We knew that was going to happen. They didn't do anything else interesting. Okay, well, tell me what about, like, if we're going to compare it to the other company. Like, with, with WWE, pretty much the things are mostly predictable. Are they? predictable because are, everybody on the internet spoils it three days before it happens. <laughs> are, are, they, are they predictable? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, and sometimes, Philip, that just means it's good storytelling. I'm not <laughs> saying this is exactly the same thing because we could have we could have put a title on Hangman tonight. We could have put a title on Orange Cassidy. We could have done something different, man. That's all I'm saying. We see a Punk could it's in they put the titles on FTR. FTR. Is oh, okay. Have, all right, brother. Photo of like a thousand. All right, all right cool. <laughs> That's the yeah. We had that one title change. We had a title change and a half, really. Uh, we had the first ever AEW All Atlantic Championship, okay. the most prestigious of the mid card titles in AEW. Sure, yep. Going to be defended look, all over the Atlantic, look, including China and Japan, for no reason. Look, Tony Khan would tell you that that championship is better than the Intercontinental Championship. Call me when some Hall of Famers win the All Atlantic Championship. <laughs> wow, so disrespectful. Yeah, to Pac. yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. No, no disrespect to Pac, but I'm just saying. Shawn Michaels was the Intercontinental Champion. That's all I'm saying. I know it's a new title or whatever, but, no, you know, if Sting wins it, maybe I'll be like, all right, all right, that's actually <laughs> or, or, Jer- or Jericho, but okay, yep, yeah, yeah, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. But, no, that is going to do it. Uh, we will be back Wednesday nights for a recap of everything in the world of wrestling and sports entertainment. Uh, Monday night, Br- Brandon and I are taking a trip in our favorite rocket ship. And we're going to go do uh, an interview with. Yep, we're going to go do an interview with somebody that'll drop uh, within a week or so after. You Me see, too. You see the photo <laughs> of who I interview, um, and I, I got a lot of stuff. Make sure to watch the YouTube. It's going to be great cinematography, yes. great it's framing. Gonna be, it's going to be perfect. back to the way it was. You know? I'm, I'm going to be there. Too. The I'm going be. too, so I can I can do the lighting. Uh, no, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll 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 see, man. You you it's your first day back. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much stay clean stay strong stay safe diamonds are forever so is the microphone messiah this is the end of the forbidden green room